This is Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg with Alicia Heglin-Thorpe. And joining us is Sue Balcom. Root seller Sue joins us once a week for Main Street Eats from her farm outside of Mandan, the root seller's farm, to talk about food and gardening. Sue, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Hi, Sue. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. Coming up on the end of September. Oh, my God. It's cold out. Already. <laughs> you know, I had to quit complaining about the heat. Now I'm complaining about the cold. <laughs> so, but definitely the best part is it's just kind of we're gearing up for winter. Mm-hmm. And then I transition from gardening and canning and freezing and all that food preservation stuff to eating and weaving, two of my favorite things of the world. Eating and weaving? Yep, weaving. Not driving weaving, but <laughs> weaving weaving. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yes. <laughs> that was my um that was my um uh, that was my career, I guess. I was a weaver for many years and sold woven clothes and then okay. I had to get a job for a while and raise my kids, and then I went back to being on the street with my fruits and vegetables and canned goods and breads and stuff. And then in the wintertime, I weave kitchen things that go with eating. So it's all, like, tied together. Sure, sure. Somebody told me they'd like to be living next to me in the apocalypse, and I'm like... I'm taking reservations, but it's costly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in your garden right now? <laughs> oh, gosh darn. We're getting ready for um, winter, and there's many, many things that a person can do. One of the first things I do is I start collecting seeds and dye stuff. You know, like I have through, let's see, four gardens, one, two, three, four gardens and two flower beds. And so... This year I grew tons of these gorgeous marigolds. You know, when you buy marigolds at the nursery, they're only five inches tall. Mine were like four feet tall. Mm. They were the they were great. I'm like, these can't be marigolds, but they were. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a really nice um, gold-colored dye. So I'm collecting all of those kinds of things. I'm collecting uh, dill weed seeds so that I can keep my dill going where I want it to go instead of where it wants to grow because oh, it's kind of yeah, a nasty yeah. spreading yes, sort of thing. Yes, um, And then once in a while, you know, there's like a rogue cucumber or 20 that are hiding under my tomato vines. And then when they get like all golden colored and kind of start drying out, you can actually save those seeds. There's a lot of seed mm-hmm. saving you could do nowadays. Um, but just general... Um, Horsetail, I collect that, or lavender. I cut things out of my garden that I can dry for decorative purposes or for making soap. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things we do kind of September, October-ish. Also, we are, um, I'm doing cover crops this year, so that's a little bit different. So after my vegetables are harvested, which now I'm looking at the weather every day, and kind of thinking, do I want to dig potatoes today? Do I want to get my carrots out of the ground um, and get those put away for the winter? And then once you take all that stuff out of your garden, you definitely have to get rid of the old plants. And I would not recommend necessarily composting your um, vegetable plants and vines with the other compost that you're making because Mm -hmm. you don't want to spread any diseases like tomatoes or um, it's easy to spread disease with tomato vines. And definitely wait till after the frost 
because after the frost, then you get the great pumpkin reveal. You know, like you finally get to see what's been growing under all those big leaves all all summer long. It's kind of fun. And I have these pumpkins called Big Macs that were a gift from God because I moved my pumpkin patch over to my raised beds in an effort to kind of try to um, get those leaves to block out the weeds all summer long. And um, they they're just they just started growing at the beginning of September, and I'm like, okay, look, you've been in the garden as long as anything. Now you think you're gonna have time to grow mm-hmm. me pumpkins? I don't think so. So I got two little white pumpkins, and I got five grandkids, two on the way, and I'm thinking. We're not going to have a pumpkin party this year. What am I going to do? And so um, by the grace of God, some bird or other well-meaning animal must have run through my high tunnel and pooped out a seed for Big Mac pumpkins (laughs) because I have both Hadats squash and Big Mac pumpkin growing in there. One vine of each, five of these enormous, beautiful reddish-orange pumpkins, just enough for the grandkids that are... Walking around because two of them won't be born till next year, but that's a whole nother story there. So I'll have to make sure and plant more pumpkins next year. But it's really cool. Definitely wait till after the frost to pull your plants out of your garden, and then um, you know you can pile those up and burn them in your burn pile if you're lucky enough to have one. You know that will kill off uh, weed seeds and or any kind of eggs that are laid, you know, like grasshoppers, which we had an abundance of grasshoppers yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah. What I think is really funny is my sister-in-law and my kids won't walk into my high tunnel because there's grasshoppers everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, they're just grasshoppers, man. <laughs> they do have sticky feet, but, you know, other than that, whatever. So, <laughs> so once you get your garden cleaned out with your plants and all your vegetables are harvested, you got all that bare space and ground likes to be covered. And I don't care if it's weeds or cover crop or mulch. It likes to be covered. So what I do is I will go in and pull out as many weeds that are on the perimeter or other places. I just want those weeds out of there. And then we will co- try cover cropping and or mulching to kind of keep things covered up. And you do have to do a little planning ahead if you're doing cover crop. But, you know, there's a lot of leaves in the fall, and you don't want those to go to waste. And so we will mulch those up with our lawnmower, and we'll start spreading them around the in the high tunnels, and we got an abundance of grass this year. Like we had, oh, man, we got such good hay crop this year. It's just amazing. We don't have a lot of, you know, probably an acre's worth, but we have plenty of mulch. So I will be laying that around in the inside of the tunnels and then using some chopped up leaves in my outdoor gardens. And then, of course, we always, uh, we don't till our ground, we use a harrow, which is like little fingers that move back and forth that stir up the soil rather than pound it down like mm. a regular tiller would. Because we're small enough that we can use um, a walk-behind tractor, and, and I do a lot of hand digging, too, because I love to be in the dirt. Um, so we're preparing the soil for next year by cleaning it out, digging it up, getting rid of those um, diseased plants. Um, you can add soil amendments this time of year. Actually, if you're going to um, use manure on your garden, it should be well composted. The older, the better. And you have to put it down now because according to 
most of the health regulations that I've been told about, you should put your um, any kind of animal manure at least 120 days in advance of any harvest that you that you do in your garden. So now is a really good time to think about soil amendments. That's interesting. 120 days in advance of a harvest so that you're putting it in now. Yeah, so it has a chance to decompose and all the pathogens and things that might be harmful to your health will definitely be inert by then. Okay. Um, Leaf mold, decomposed leaves, you know, those are great. My mom used to pile up her um, leaves and things over the garden and burn that. And I'm trying to talk my husband into doing that you have to be careful of course with it being dry and stuff but that kills the weed seeds and also a little ash is good for your soil um, acidity Um, it raises the ph and loosens clay soil we have sandy soil but you know um, if you do have clay soil you want to maybe put a little sand in there that would be helpful dig that in Um, and of course if you can get somebody to haul in some nice black dirt but we're getting so old we're kind of transitioning from hauling manure which is back breaking work when you don't have a uh, bobcat Mm -hmm. into the cover crop thing so I'm not kidding you guys. I'm so stinking impressed with this whole process. And this was the first year that I'm not working that I had a chance to write keep up on these things. And so I planted buckwheat over where my garlic was. Mm. And there was not well, with the exception of those rotten turkeys that went in there and ate some of that. There's little empty spots there. But the rest of it, there isn't a weed that came up. The buckwheat Uh came up. We chopped the buckwheat down. It's still weed-free there. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Hmm. Which reminds me, one of the other things you want to do besides, you know, collecting leaves and mulching things up and digging up your garden and putting your tools away and Mm -hmm. cleaning your tools and oiling your tools, which I'm not that good at. I'm cleaning out the greenhouse now, which was... You know, a good start there. But I but I have to um, prepare the ground, the plot that I'm going to use for my garlic. Because as you know, garlic is planted between October 15th and 20th. It needs to be watered into the ground so that it roots itself. But you don't want it to be planted where it's warm enough that it actually starts to grow. Right. Um, so you want it in there. You want it rooted. Get it watered down. And then mulch it up really good with some of those extra um, straw bales or hay bales or piles of leaves that you've collected around the yard. And then, um, gosh darn it, and then once you get all of that stuff done, (laughs) then you can sit down for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I will finish all of my baby things that I have in my head that I want to crochet and knit and, you know, Christmas will be coming soon. And so we have to prepare for that. But really what I'm looking forward to is I I bought a new set of, well, actually, I just came across this garden set of false craft dishes and I paid a lot of money for them. They were used, but it's tons of pieces. I am going to host some dinner parties Aww. and I'm going to make them five course dinner parties so we can use the little bowls and have a little bit of tomato soup. And then we can use the small plates and we can have a, <laughs> a great little, you know, coleslaw salad or yeah, whatever, you know. Fun. I just can't wait. <laughs> Once you're finally able to sit down after all. Right, right. right. And the season gets longer and longer and longer, you know, um, every year because while it it might freeze in September, you know, those beautiful fall days afterwards are just, Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's just like heaven, you know, no wind, a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, get out there and get your yard cleaned up. <laughs> we check in with Sue Balcom once a week. Thank you, Sue. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time today.